Hello, welcome, move the line, prop drop show. I'm Ryan Noonan, back to talk about the best way, the most profitable way to bet on NFL football, and that is through player props live here with my friends, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Friday, giving you our favorite plays and taking your questions. So if you're hanging out with us live here on YouTube, subscribe first, it was a show, smash that like button, it goes a long way to helping us out, and then jump in the chat, let us know what your favorite week 15 look is. Uh, we'll get to as many questions as we can at the end of the show. Uh, joining me here, as always, did a great job filling in last week. Again, I've not been able to get the show off the ground for the past few weeks. Uh, one, because of the internet, and two, because uh, I was sick last week. But uh, Connor Allen, great job filling in. How are we doing? Yeah, doing well. It was my hosting debut felt glorious. You know, it was great to just take the reins just right from you and, you know, fill in. But I'm happy to have you back. It's a lot of pressure. You know, like there's so many things that need to go right. There's no, you know, even just doing a show with two people, it's like there's no silence. You know, it's just always going. Thankfully, Mayo's a, a, a real professional and is able to keep us uh, keep us afloat there. Pat, uh, many, many days, uh, gosh, the hours I can't even imagine accumulated uh, hosting shows over the years. But obviously the man from the Mayo Media Network, Pat Mayo Experience. Pat Mayo, how are we doing, bud? This is nice for me. I can just show up. I can talk when spoken to. Don't need to carry the show. It's my favorite, favorite hour of the week. Painful for me. That's my favorite thing of the week to do. I love doing the prop show with you two guys. My son also had a basketball game on Friday. Literally my second, probably my first thing to do. I love watching my son hoop. Uh, and I had to lay on the couch all day and miss uh, both of those events. And uh, you guys crushed the prop show without me. Uh, without my presence, uh, my son dropped four threes in the first half. I should just not go to any games. So um, I'm just going to you know, retire from doing all these things and uh, lay on the couch. I think my wife would absolutely love that. So uh, I'm excited to unpack these with you guys. Kind of light for me. I have a bunch of likes, uh, things that I'm waiting for. Maybe toss them to you guys, get your thoughts. Uh, we can kind of unpack things here. Reminder to everyone, two episodes of Move the Line each week, both available on YouTube page and in podcast form, wherever you consume podcasts. This is the Prop Drop Show. We have a game preview show with Connor, John Daigle, and myself live 7.30 Eastern on Wednesday nights. We'll continue to go all the way through, just like here, through the Super Bowl. Um, you know, fantasy season stop betting does not. So we continue to roll. Also have a new YouTube channel as well. Four for four bets, um, original content there every day. So subscribe to that one as well. Continue to roll out new stuff over there. And also want to let you know, there are massive discounts for four for four subscriptions, four for four.com slash plans, uh, already discounted on the site. You can use promo code next level to get you an additional 25% off that betting subscription will take you through the end of the football season, through the end of February, which is going to get you a lot of stuff on the NBA side, college basketball, MMA. Um, if you are involved in any of the pick'em sites, prize picks, underdog, vivid, we have unique channels uh, giving out picks there as well. Uh, that'll get you all of our DFS content through the end of the season as well. So again, promo code next level over at 444.com slash plants. All right, live lines for week 15, doing our best to make sure you guys can uh, tail these as you watch. Again, if you're listening to podcast form, it's great. We love having you there. Um, jump in on YouTube as much as you can. You're able to get some of these things because we have a, an active audience that uh, that gets in when we do. So, Connor, let you get started. First play for week 15. Yeah, my first one is going to be Austin Eckler under 40 and a half rushing yards. We wrote Eckler's under last week, cash in a similar spot against the pass funnel Dolphins defense. Uh, but there's a few key differences now with getting the Titans, who are a lot better of a run defense, first in run DVOA and as bad, if not worse, in pass defense. And almost every team playing against them is skewing massively pass-heavy, um, and rightfully so. And I think the Chargers probably do the same here. Uh, last week, also, we saw Austin Eckler see 15 carries, which is like the third highest rate of the season. Um, I expect the Titans to be able to control the clock here a good bit uh, with Derrick Henry on the ground against the Chargers' bottom five run defense. And so, while I expect this game could go back and forth, I don't really think that's going to be on the ground here. So I think there's some potential volume concerns and massive efficiency concerns for Eckler here uh, on the ground. So I like his under at 40 and a half. Yeah, that's a good look. What do you very think logical. <clears throat> I like it. Makes sense. They're chucking it a ton too. I mean, like um, I, as you highlighted there, I mean, it's not been great for Eckler. I, I think that the Titans run D is a little bit more susceptible due to some of the injuries, but I still think like even without that, I think it's a, a fine, fine play, and you got lots of room to, to wiggle. I mean, Eckler's been a stud, but a lot of that's still been derived from the passing game. So, yeah, good luck there. Uh, Pat, kick it to you, number one. All right, number one for me. Uh, this number has grown throughout the week, although I still don't care. I think it's way too low. 
Same game, Tennessee Titans. Uh, instead of an under, it's an over, but it's Mike Williams over 65 and a half receiving yards. What would lead you to believe that the Titans can stop Mike Williams at this point? What would lead you to believe they can stop any receiver at this point? They are horrendous against the pass ever since the injuries started to pile up. And Mike Williams weirdly makes this entire offense go. You, you wouldn't think about it that way, but just the way that it's not even that he stretches the field all that much is that they're actually confident throwing him jump balls down the sidelines. And as we saw AJ Brown do to the Titans, he just chuck one up and you're going to come down with it because the Titans are. And the way that he's used to right deep down the field, big splash plays. Um, yeah. I mean, what massive a dot, like 15 and a half. Uh, Connor, I actually think that correlates pretty well with, uh, with your Eckler stuff too, to be honest. I mean, they just think they, they passed. I mean, last week too, in a game where they led throughout, they had a 14% positive pass rate over expectation, 12% on first downs. Like they just, they throw the football. It's what they're really good at. Yeah. I mean, I would love a, a pass attempt over as well for this game. Uh, you know, with Justin Herbert is his over under on his yards right, right now is over 300 already. So I did not touch that, but I think that that's honestly probably fine look on the over, but I think if you're going to play it, the Mike Williams over makes a ton of sense. And it's interesting because I don't think Keenan's necessarily like cooked, but he's definitely not the same player that he was before. And so Mike Williams impact was like, I think much more significant, like his return than Keenan's because I don't know, we've, at least when I've watched him, it seems like he's getting bottled up a little bit more than he used to, uh, you know, in man coverage there. Yeah. ESPN started doing that uh, separation score stuff this year with their analytics. Um, it, really none of the chargers receivers are uh, profiling well there and their ability to create separation. So you, again, we don't have like a ton of historical data on Keenan, but I do think that the numbers kind of match the eye test where you think early in his career was something he really thrived at to be able to, you know, create that separation. So um yeah, he's uh, he slowed does a good job setting up his routes, uh, but again, he's just he's not uh, he's relying on the accuracy of, of Herbert, which is he's kind of carrying those. Uh, first for me, I'm going to go with um, Josh Allen over 47 and a half. Actually, looks like it's, you can get a 46 and a half on DraftKings now. Uh, FanDuel out to 48 and a half. It's kind of all over the board, but I, 46 and a half on DraftKings is fine. Like, this is kind of we're in this, this spot now where. I mean, not that every game doesn't matter in the NFL, small sample size, they all matter. We know that quarterbacks run more in bigger games late in the season in the playoffs. In a lot of ways, this is a playoff game, right? The Bills need to hold on. and uh, They have the top seed in the AFC. This is a, a big game for the division. This is actually lower than Allen's season mark of 48.3. And then the, the opponent here, Miami, really checks all the boxes that we've been looking for when we were attacking rushing quarterback uh, yardage all season long. Top 10 in man coverage, top 10 in blitz rates. And we've seen them get gashed on the ground this season. The, you know, Justin Fields game where he torched them. Um, Miami has allowed the second most quarterback rushing yards this season and have faced the fourth most attempts, which is kind of proves that their scheme invites tuck and run scenarios. And then we have the weather scenario too, where whatever you think that that's going to matter or not, like we're going to have lake effect snow, we're going to have some wind gusts. Uh, and again, it's, this is not really driven because of the weather. I think it does support that where you maybe see a little bit lower of a pass rate uh, from the bills here. And again, it's just a great matchup for Josh Allen to tuck and run here. So Allen over 46 and a half available uh, across the board and, and on DraftKings right now, minus 150. Yeah, I, I think that's a, it's an interesting one and something that I would normally definitely be on with you. One thing that I've noticed is since the UCL injury, they haven't been using him on as many designed runs. So that kind of like, I don't know, just limits like the natural way to get there, I guess. But, you know, as you mentioned, given the matchup with the man coverage and everything and the, the atmosphere and like how important it is for him just to have all of his weapons available, essentially with his legs and arm, uh, he should still probably get there. But that's the only thing kind of holding me back from, uh, you know, pounding the over along with you. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, 10 attempts, 47 yards. So right on this number last week against the tough Jets defense who plays a ton of zone so it's like the opposite of the the scheme thing that we like to attack here so uh pen and he leans on uh on josh allen <clears throat> i, I kind of veer on the side with connor here like i like it but i don't think it's one that i'm going to play i don't like it that much yeah it makes sense well, that's a saturday one for you Got another saturday one next but connor kick it back to you for number two reminder if you're hanging in the chat jump in let us know what you're looking at for week 15 yeah something this is a little bit off brand for me but i like gus edwards over 37 and a half rushing yards uh, I think there's multiple ways for us to win this. So first off, Tyler Huntley is cleared. I think they're going to be implementing another massively run-heavy approach. Uh, Gus Edwards, 
had 13 carries last week to J.K. Dobbins, 15. But I thought it was pretty important. Like J.K. He and J.K. Dobbins, I think regardless, are going to split touches in some kind of 1A, 1B situation here. They get the Browns averaging, uh, allowing 5.2 yards per carry, 30th in run defense. But I think that there was something noticeable with Dobbins, like, you know, obviously like gate, you know, in, in uh, like limping on that long run there. Um, I don't know how much that matters at all. It might not matter at all, but if it does, it's a short week here. So like, you know, there's potential where I think Gus Edwards could take over as like the, the one a in this situation. So really in this number, like you're, you probably need 10 carries to feel fantastic about it. And even eight carries, you can probably still get there. So I think in this spot, like, I think like both of these guys could probably end up in that like 10 to 12 range, if not more, if the game script goes like perfect. So uh, I like the over here at 37 and a half. I'd probably play it up to like 40. Great matchup that Cleveland rush D is uh, terrible. Uh, yeah. And I mean, got that, the Dobbins limping thing was, uh, was tough. I mean, he should have been, that should have been a score for sure. Pat, any leans on that? Not especially to tell you the truth. I, I'm kind of locked into the ones that I like. I'm although this, this case that Connor has made about Eckler has been by far the best one. I think so far, I do like this though. Um, I have another prop from this game, so that's kind of swaying me here. Okay. Are you concerned about uh, like the running back distribution or are you just, uh... no, I mean, okay. listen, maybe yeah, overexposed I, I to one. Gonna be a, I think it's going to be an offensively challenged game. Yeah. So you <laughs> want to overexpose yourself to yeah, shitty football game. Makes yeah. Sense. I, I don't need to take two overs from a game where I think there's going to be no points. And I yeah. bet the Ravens too. So what's number two? Uh, number two for me is my favorite of the week. Uh, please don't get hurt. I've been just, <laughs> I had the Daniel Jones over pass attempts last week. He got pulled out of the uh, game with 10 minutes to go when he needed one more passing attempt. It was like, Oh my God. Like, there's nothing worse. Like, listen, sometimes guys get hurt. You're under hits. That's great. Uh, you win that way. Sometimes you're under doesn't hit or you're over doesn't hit because a guy gets hurt. But when a guy gets pulled from the game because everything happened like you thought it was going to happen, it is just infuriating to look at. So hopefully this one works out. Uh, I like this one up to, by my projections, up to 89 and a half. It's currently 70 and a half. Justin Fields over rushing yards against the Eagles. Connor, any thoughts there? Wow. Yeah, no, I, I kind of like it because I don't really think they're going to have any success throwing the ball, like at all. I mean, who's he going to throw to? Like Chase Claypool admittedly doesn't know the playbook. Darnell Mooney's out. So That's what, rough. like Equinemius St. Brown against like the best second, one of the best secondaries in the league. I mean, that's, he has to run if they're going to have any kind of shot, which, you know, to be fair, I don't really think they do, but that's okay. Like, you know, he's, they're still going to run regardless. So yeah, I think that this is a great look as long as he's healthy coming out of the bye. Uh, I mean, he should easily hit hundred plus yards here. We saw fewer design rushes coming off of the injury last week. Big splash plays though, still, right? So that kind of supports where it doesn't take a ton of carries here for him to get it. So uh, I, I'm with you. Like I, I, man, there's, I'm so torn on that game. Like there's nothing statistically that makes you think that even minus nine is enough points for the Eagles, right? They yeah, should absolutely I, demolish. I, I, think, I think this correlates a lot with the plus nine that the Eagles are just going to score at will. Like the, the Chicago defense is going to stop anyone, but I don't think that they're going to be able to stop fields. 90% of, well, let's say 50% of the time. They stop him 50% of the time. The Bears could cover this game because it might just be Justin Fields, three rushing touchdowns from 30 yards out. One of those things where they backdoor cover. And to Connor's point, like literally it's it's Cole Komet and then just a bunch of a bunch of bros who uh, you would not have any faith in uh, in throwing to either. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it's sticky, if it was a matchup thing or if they had concerns last week um, with keeping him healthy. But yeah, I mean, I get it. It's definitely over or nothing for me on fields rushing from here on out at this point because of the big playability. So I uh, don't hate that one whatsoever. All right. Uh, next for me, we have an official tackle play. Um, I guess it's a plus money. I still like it. It's available on MGM still at uh, minus 110. This is Roquan Smith uh, over seven and a half uh, tackles and assists. Um I had a, six official plays last week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Roquan was the only miss. Um, Steelers ran just 51 plays in that game against the Ravens. Trubisky kept throwing interceptions, and that really killed the play. Um, but I'm going back to the well. Great spot against the Browns here. So for my projections, I backed out all of Smith's Chicago data. So his tackles and snap projection is based solely off of what he's done so far in Baltimore. So I just wanted to make sure that I'm not getting anything noisy from previous team and scheme. No, Browns, how, how could a four game sample be noisy? Huh? No, still could be noisy, but still, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit better. So it's not like elite, elite tackle rate, but the guy's still really good. 
Um, Brown's fourth in the league in place per game, which is great, like 67.2. They ran 70 last week against the Bengals, even though they're running a ton on negative 9% pass rate over expectation. So they're running a ton, but still running a ton of plays. Um, I have Cleveland conservatively projected this week, um, and we still have Smith at closer to like eight and a half. Um, and linebackers against the Browns is a massive edge. They're averaging a league high 23 and a half tackles per game. It's tied for the most in the league uh, with the Niners. And the Browns scorekeeper, very, very, very generous, particularly to road teams when it comes to granting assists. Talked about this a few times. Assists are subjective. Um, and we've seen massive splits between home and road, between, you know, different clubs, um, you know, depending on the, the venue. Um, and the Browns scorekeeper is generous. They are granting uh, basically four more assists than league average. So lots of things in play here. Uh, again, at minus 110, we got it at plus money um, a couple days ago. So really like Roquan here to bounce back in uh, cash for us uh, over seven and a half tackles. I can get behind that. I do like too that we you talked with Sam about getting uh, the player props or the tackle props into our player prop tool. That's pretty cool. Uh, just automatically sims, you know, kind of the outcomes there based on what you've put up. So uh, yeah, I like that. I mean, I don't really know much about the tackle props in general, but I'm, I'm I told you I was like you said oh unders are popping this week. I'm tempted to just blindly tail all of them. Uh, you know, I don't know anything, uh, you know, in quite as in depth as you do, but I think it's a good look. Can I can I run something by you guys? For sure. I, I want to make sure this isn't, I, I don't think it is an explicitly Canadian thing, but you guys had <laughs> dances in high school, right? Yeah. So Cust, Cust is arguing that there was no one on either, well, drunk out of their mind or on substances at high school dances. What high school did he go to? Of course. Like that's like half the people at least. I'd say at least half, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like anyone who, I mean, partied was partying, you know, like, Yeah. I think we used to have them a lot. Like in comparison to now that I have a son that's, you know, getting to be that age, like they don't have them that often. I, we used to have them a lot. We had them a lot in, in junior high. We uh, Maybe because uh, no one wants to chaperone a bunch of kids on, you know, Molly or, um, you know, <laughs> maybe pounding shots in the corner. Uh, they've maybe slowed down at least here locally for where we're at. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I still have a bad habit of, so anytime I open a water bottle that's already been opened, I smell it because I used to keep my water bottles full of alcohol in my soccer bag and full of vodka. Yeah, exactly. And so sometimes I've accidentally taken swigs of that. And so now it's just like a habit. I smell my water every single time I drink it. So this is Cuss' rationale. He said he didn't see people doing Jagger bombs or shotgunning beers at the dances. And he didn't see anyone shooting up there either. So that's why he (laughs) thinks that no one was on drugs or alcohol. That's fair. I, and to support his claim, I never saw anyone shooting up <laughs> um, either at any high school dance um, or before or after any high school dances. Uh, but again, that just might have been my social social circle. Um, I don't want to speak for cost here, but, uh, but yeah, he uh, he's an interesting cat. That's for sure. He probably had a pretty rough high school if that was his takeaway. Uh, he went to like the worst high school around, like for Ooh. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, just the mental picture of Cuss at a high school dance is uh is really sticking in my brain too. I can't even really imagine what that looks like. Yeah. You know, he, he, if you didn't see it, it never actually happened. He was told that he has the awareness of someone in a coma, which is probably giving him too much credit, to tell you the truth. <laughs> uh, well, you know, again, I thought maybe you know Connor and I could have very differing uh you know vantage points here. Our, our uh high school years were roughly 20 years apart from each other, so <laughs> You know, but yeah, I mean, high school dances are still happening. People were definitely uh, drinking and getting high uh, back in the uh, back in the mid '90s. So glad to see it's continued. Mid '90s? How old are you? I thought you were my age. Forty-one. Okay. Yeah, I, I mid. You weren't in high school in the mid '90s then. Yeah, but you were super smart. I graduated in '98, so yeah, '95 was my freshman year. Wow, that was your freshman year of high school. That's wild. Interesting. How old are you, Connor? Oh, uh, that's when I was I was born in 95, so I'm 27. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, neither of us knew too when we met each other. I thought Noonan was my age, and he, I think he thought I was his age. So it's hilarious. Yeah. We have met people that definitely think Connor's older. So uh, and you're in between, soul. right? Right, Pat? I I think you're like mid mid thirties. Mid thirties. You nailed it. I can right. I can pleasantly claim mid thirties for another six months. <laughs> Uh, producer Sal sharing a uh, an image of uh, of Cust dancing for us in the private chat, which is fantastic. So, 
All right. MJ, thank you. Uh, our <laughs> old king. Um, I appreciate that. All right. Connor, back to you. Number three. Uh, where are we at here? All right. Let's go with Rashad White. I'm going to take under. It looks like someone's steaming the over right now. It's up to 43 and a half. Um, I don't really get it. So Leonard Fournette was added to the injury report with a foot injury late last week. Um, and so he only saw four carries. Most people didn't even expect him to play. Rashad White, I guess, I think predictably kind of dominated work. Um, at this point, now is taken completely off the injury report. Uh, and I probably see it like 50 50. Um, maybe Rashad White gets a 60 40, but I certainly don't see like a 13 to 4 carry, you know, out, out carrying him. Uh, and last week he had 56 rushing yards against a good defense, but 28 of that came with the Bucks down 35 0, where obviously, you know, motivation is a little bit suspect. Uh, now he matches up against the Bengals uh, with DJ Reader. We've talked about it pretty much every week. Bengals are one of the best run defenses in the league. Notably just stopped Nick Chubb to 34 yards on 14 carries last week. I know they're a little bit more banged up on the offensive line or on the defensive line this week. Um, but still, I think the DJ Reader makes a massive difference here. And like, I think Fournette and Rashad White split. I don't know. Am I, am I off there? What do you guys have the, the split as uh, like, or what do you guys think it will be? Because I, I feel like it's like going to be 50 50. Yeah, I can see it being around 50-50. I haven't projected directly at 45 rushing yards on the dot, so it's a big stay away from me either way. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. It's one week, right? And then obviously he was dealing with an injury, but we saw almost like clear roles last week where White was, especially when the game was kind of undecided and not <clears throat> the late garbage time. But, uh, yeah, White handled more, what, nine to four carries, Um outside of uh, when the game was in, in garbage time. And then you saw more routes run for Leonard Fournette. So he, you know, route participation was higher, um, more targets. So, yeah, I mean, again, it could be one week sample could have been just noise, but uh, I think the matchup is really good too. Right. So I think that bakes in a few more outs where you could be maybe wrong on the split and still get there because of, of how the usage will be. But I mean, obviously white has a little bit more explosiveness than what we've seen from Leonard Fournette of late, but uh Kind of with Pat, like I, I think your process is sound, but it won't be anything that I'm uh, jumping on with you. Yeah, because I mean, I think realistically, like even in like a good split, you're probably penciling in Rashad White for, I don't know, around 10 carries, you know, something like that. And then 10 to 12, I mean, max, I don't really see them running the ball too much here, but uh, maybe they do. But if, if they don't run the ball too much, it seems like they always try to. And then Brady just says, this isn't working. And then they just throw the ball 50 times. And so... Uh, I think that's going to, what, what it's going to come down here to here as well. And right now, three and a half point underdogs right now against Cincinnati. Um, I think Cincinnati has at least some success offensively. And so, yeah, we'll see. I think, I think the under still a good play, but I understand your guys' point of view there for sure. All right, Pat, number three to you. Number three to me, I'm going to Carolina and Pittsburgh and a guy who let me down last week, although he would have hit this number on the over in a much easier matchup, mind you, although Pittsburgh's rush defense, not great. Although it seems like it should be. Donta Foreman over 66 and a half rushing yards. I think you can take advantage of Pittsburgh on the ground like we saw at Baltimore last week. And Chuba Hubbard got it going last week against a really bad defense, but Chuba Hubbard is not good. And if this is really going to be a 3.7.1 score game, we're going to see Donta Foreman continue to get above 15 carries in all of these games. And he didn't break a big one against a bad defense last week, but he can do it. Uh, he can grind his way to this number or he can get half of it in one shot. So I actually really like Donta Foreman. Yeah, Connor, any concerns with, I mean, Chuba Hubbard, not good. Can't disagree with that. They got Raheem Blackshear involved last week, too. But again, there were so many rushing attempts in that game. They had the ball a ton, and they ran a ton because Seattle couldn't do anything to stop them. Um, I do agree with Pat. Obviously, Foreman has the ability to you know have more explosive plays, and, and that helps the case here quite a bit. What are your thoughts on this backfield in the Foreman play? Yeah, I think they ran the ball. It was like 40 times almost combined among yeah, all those guys. Times. Yeah, yeah which nuts. is outrageous. But I mean, Foreman's going to see the bulk of the carries no matter what. Uh, we probably won't get that out outcome again. But, you know, you really don't need that much to get over, you know, 70 rushing yards here. And it looks like there's some other spots as well, uh, you know, a little bit lower on Foreman uh, too. So you can probably find, uh, you know, even better number in that spot. So, yeah, I, I think the over here is probably the right look, um, especially just in a game where I have no faith in the Steelers like pulling away. I mean, the foreman's biggest concern is like, you know, they fall behind. They don't use him as much. He doesn't get as much run. And I think it's partially a volume play, but it uh, looks like Kenny Pickett is not going to play. He's doubtful right now. So with Mitch Trubisky against uh, Panthers defense, that's been playing significantly better as of late. Uh, you know, I think this is a good look here. I think maybe an attempts number could be a great look too. I don't know. We haven't gotten those yet, but something to watch out for too. 
Yeah, that was the that was the one I was looking for. I was hoping it would be like 14 and a half and I would smash the over. I just don't see it. Yeah, pretty big discrepancies. The DraftKings is uh, maybe taking Pat's money and they've pushed this out to 70 and a half. Um, if you have access to Bet Rivers, um, Unibet, Sugar House, uh, that market, um, which is getting hit as I'm talking, um, uh, you can get a 62 and a half on Foreman uh, out there. So uh, definitely a pretty big middle, pretty big discrepancy off of the 70 and a half over on DraftKings. So and then again, like you said, it could be a Trubisky game, which looks like it's going to be a Trubisky game. Definitely don't have the concerns of uh, of game script getting out of here, out of hand here for, for Foreman and being you know, in a, in a spot where he's, you know, on the pine because they're trying to play catch up. Um, they are running a ton too, uh, since Steve Wilkes took over. So I like the form and look. Um, all right. I got a bunch that I like and I've tossed two out to you guys. I have not played um, one that's available right now uh, is not sexy. And um, Connor will definitely not like it. Um, Darius Slayton over 45 and a half receiving yards. He's got 58 or more in six of the past seven. The only time he fell short was last week against Philly, who shuts everyone down. And he had 42, and he didn't even play late because, again, as you guys both have mentioned, you both fell short uh, because they benched starters in that game. And unfortunately, because they have no one left active, they have to really protect Darius Slayton. Even Richie James went down uh, in that game and got a concussion. So uh, he's probably not playing. It's really like Isaiah Hodges and Darius Slayton against a pass funnel commander's defense. They played a couple of weeks ago. Slayton got eight targets, caught six of them for 90 yards. Um, I just kind of like the spot for him, and he's just continuously hung in the mid-40s despite having uh, topped this in six of seven. So He's um, hung in the mid-40s. Good Lord, how does he play football? <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. Um, very, very popular uh, with the ladies post-game. Uh, I don't probably, know if he would be at that point. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Maybe pregame too, uh, but yeah, he's he is hung uh, mid forties. It's uh, it's I think it's Canadian, right? It's the metric system. It's a little bit different than inches. So uh, forty centimeters. Uh, if you're forty <laughs> centimeters, yeah, you're looking like Dirk Diggler here. You're looking like 13, 14 inches ish. I mean, still gets a job done. I would think. I would hope so. <laughs> if it doesn't, you got real problems. Probably, probably gets yeah more so. So. Uh, Connor hung at 45 and a half. Uh, no, you don't like chasing uh, overs on bad re receivers, but I think he made the case that Slayton's decent, pretty good, pretty good splits the season, yards per route run, especially against man, has been pretty, pretty fantastic. Uh, believe I, it or not, I like it. I mean, I don't, it's not something I'm running to bet, but I think that it's a solid look on the over. I can't, I can't tell you why it's not a good look. So, you know, there you go. I feel like that's, that's probably a solid reason to like the over there. There's like there's nothing besides. Daniel Jones being bad, but that doesn't matter. I mean, he's gone over in six or seven. So I know Pat was, was interested in last week, even just because for the same reason, because Slayton just seems to come up with one or two of those passes at every game, like long passes that it doesn't even matter. Uh, and he's seeing the volume. So yeah, it's a, it's a good look there for sure. I don't know too much about that game. I, I get a little scared of it just being horrible, but Slayton should still get there. 45 is nothing for literally the only pass catcher with a pulse outside of like, I guess Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, Pat, you were there last week. Any interest going uh, back to Darius Slayton or yeah. uh, Girth King? I, I like it. Yeah. Big Girth. <laughs> Big Girth. He, he'd, be, he'd be better on a CFL field. It's a bit wider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't call him Big Play Slayton for nothing. So he's he's definitely earning the moniker. And uh, uh, all right. Well, good. I'll get to some others that I like in the next spot when I will uh, share some more. So that'll uh, probably not an official play yet for our subscribers at 444, but I'll probably. Uh, now that I have the stamp of approval of uh gentleman here, we'll probably hit the slate and stuff. So, all right, Connor, uh, bring it home to you. Anything you like or uh fourth official play, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I don't have a fourth official play, but one that I'm waiting for that I will almost certainly play that's available on some of the Pick'em sites uh, right now. Jared Goff under, it's in the 230s in most spots. Uh, I think there's a fantastic look on the under here. I expect the, uh, the Jets to slow down Detroit a bunch. We kind of look at who they've played lately. Um, four of the last five games have come against bottom seven secondaries. Uh, they played at home in the majority of those games. They played indoors for the majority of those games. Now they're going outside. It's going to be cold. They're playing against a significantly better defense in the Jets. Um, and we've seen Jared Goff splits on and off in, in, uh, and home and road, which have been really rough. And outside in the cold has played four games, 35 degrees or colder. And it seemed to matter for him. The, you know, 
Uh, we talk about Darius Slayton being the girth king. Jared Goff, small hands. You know what that means? I mean, probably not packing too much down there as well. So, you know, I think that in this spot, like, there's no way. Like, I just don't have – I have very, very little faith in them having success. I'll be taking alt-unders on Goff. I think, like, under 200 passing yards will be an interesting look as well because um, I, I just really, really struggle to see him having success after what we've seen from him in the cold. It's been just brutal. There's only one way I think he can get to the number. I'm with you. This is one of my favorite ones too. Now Tim is telling me that how do how would you even get booze if you were in high school? He said my dad wouldn't have bought it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get creative. Older brothers or you know friends' brothers. I, or... I had a fake idea when I was 16. I was the guy that, that works talking. too. There you go. Now, like you want you want to talk about like people say that like DraftKings has too much rake. The Pat Mayo high school booze <laughs> came with a lot of rake. You barely look 21 now. How in the world would a fake ID work? I mean, you had to. Have a little, be, in I, I don't want to get into the legality of it, but it was a real <laughs> ID with my picture on it. Wow. Ooh, okay. okay. So, and it, the drinking age in Canada is, is you don't 19. need 21. Yeah. So it's different anyway. So, oh, uh, yeah. Interesting. When yeah. did they move from 18 to 19? Uh, well, some provinces still, some provinces are 18. Quebec is 18. I believe Alberta is 18. Okay. Yeah. I, I went to Montreal uh, at 18 for New Year's uh, one year and, had a grand old time. Uh, yeah. Super sexy gold, I believe, was uh, the uh, establishment that we perused at. It was a great time. So where were we? We were distracted. Our girth king. Um, I don't I, remember. I, oh, yeah. Small Goff, baby hands golf. Baby hands golf. I'm sorry. Yeah. The carny hands golf here. The best way for him to get to this number is attack the Jets defense where they're the softest. Unfortunately, they might have the best player in the league for that. That'd be my only concern. I and mean, I'm not too concerned about it, but Amon Ra over the middle of the field against the jets is going to eat in this game. If he can throw it, if he can grip the ball. Yeah. I have Amon Ra on my list of wants because the perimeter corners for the jets are fantastic. Really bad spot. I think you can just very easily throw shark and Reynolds or whoever else is out there to run into those guys. And it's Michael Carter in the slot. And that's where teams have, uh, really been able to beat the Jets. So, yeah, I think Amon Ra is probably the only downside and it actually fits what Goff is going to be able to do here because of the tiny hands, getting it out quick. But, uh, you know, the Amon Ra A dot is so low that you could still be pretty safe there, Connor. I would almost go with, like, receptions there rather than yards for, for a guy like him because, like, like, I get that that's probably the right place to attack, but, like, just let's – we got to go back and watch that, that Rams-Bears game because, like – he couldn't do anything. Like it didn't matter about any of the matchups, anything. And that was a fairly overrated Bears even said it played no one uh, in 2018 when they hosted Jared Goff and it was like 15 degrees, hands in his pockets. You know, like he could not do anything. It was like throw the ball as quick as possible, put your hands back in your pockets, sit on the bench, bundle up, and basically go home. That was like his mo. Uh, it looked like he he had never been in like below 30 degree weather before. Maybe he's grown up a little bit, but I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, we've seen some great performances of late, but again, they've been very susceptible defenses in the cozy confines of Ford Field, and now stepping out into uh, the cold weather in New York in December is not going to not going to be a soft landing spot for for tiny hands golf. Uh, Pat, you want to uh, let us know what other spots you got here, number four or whatever you want to finish up with? So uh, the problem is I haven't seen any of these reception or yardage props on the Detroit receivers. I know DJ Chark burned me one week by hitting his over. He's been good recently, but this feel this screams under for whatever his yardage is in this game. But the two that I'm looking at is the official plays. I have Chark. Uh, I have Rex Burkhead potentially over receiving yards. Chris Moore over receiving yards. But I don't see numbers for them yet. So I mean, that would be a determining factor of whether I went over or under on those. But Demarcus Robinson, Saturday night, over 36 and a half receiving yards. That's one that I wanted to play against the Gus Edwards one. He's just, he is their funnel right now. Whether it was Lamar, whether it was Huntley, he is the one who's been seeing the targets. He was on the injury report. He's off the injury report. He's fine for Saturday evening. But I think the one that I'm going to go with is an over from the Saints-Falcons game. Chris Olave is down to 59 and a half receiving yards. That's too low for the only good receiver in this entire game. It is too low. I've not seen the Olave. He is on my list. Uh, he's probably get shadowed, uh, and I do not care. I hope um, by what AJ Tyrell now, correct? Who hasn't been good? It's been terrible. I actually think he's given up the most. Um, he's, I guess guys he's been covering. Uh, I think he's given up seven touchdowns. A lot of big plays this season. So like people will think, you know, AJ Tyrell had a really high draft pick, first round pick, had a nice year last year. 
do not be scared about AJ Terrell. Uh, Chris Olave is a baller and seeing a absolute crap ton of volume. So yeah, I like that look uh, under 60 yards going over that on Olave. So, and I'm with you on the shark thing too, as we just talked about, I think they, it just is a natural uh, bounce back here for that to regress and in a tough matchup. So, all right. A um, few that I like, I want to bet on Josh Jacobs rushing attempts over when that comes out. Um, he is getting absolutely fed as of late. He's got 21 or more in five straights, 24 or more in four straight the Raiders in a matchup against, uh, a, I wouldn't say that the Rams are a stout run defense, especially without Aaron Donald, but like, they're definitely not a good pass defense. Um, better against the run. And the Raiders had a negative 20 pass rate over expectation last week against the Rams. Like They just hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs over and over again. Patriots, I think, are uh, better against the run. I think that they're, you know, we all kind of agree that they've been kind of bolstered by a really soft schedule. Um, so I think that they'll be able to do whatever they really kind of want here. Um, they'll do a lot to try to shut down Devontae Adams. I think Josh Jacobs is in for a, a pretty massive workload. Dalton Schultz, uh, I want to take, depending on where he's at, again, we want to see the numbers, not posted currently. He was running like part-time routes for a couple weeks in a row. And then the last two weeks, over 85% route participation. Uh, this is a really nice spot for them to bounce back offensively. Jacksonville has been terrible against tight ends, 32nd in DVOA against the position. And now that Schultz is running you know, close to 90% of the routes, this is a really nice spot for him. We're like, I think we'll probably get a still a pretty nice viable number because of last couple of weeks being pretty low or the three, two or three weeks before being low from a route participation standpoint. So, and then Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Texans defense is absolutely terrible. We got 66 or more on the ground for Pacheco in five straight contests, um, even though they will still lean pass heavy in the spots because they are the chiefs. Uh, Pacheco can get there on you know, 14, 15 carries against this pretty terrible Texans defense. So those are a couple ones that I really want to look at. The others you guys mentioned, uh, Olave, Herbert attempts, uh, and Amon Ra receptions. Couple tackles that I want to uh, highlight as well. Again, not out currently, but again, 16 game slate. I think we will get all of these. Well, we're not going to get a Jack Sanborn prop, unfortunately. Um, damn you, books. Jack Sanborn, for those of you that have um, gone outside during the week or have a social life, don't know who Jack Sanborn is. Um, Pat, smart. He's got friends. Um, Jack Sanborn has. Basically been the fill-in for Roquan Smith in Chicago since Roquan's moved on. Sanborn is a tackling machine. 12 tackles per game over the past four. Um, that's about what I have him projected at in a really nice spot against the Eagles, who should be able to um, run a ton of plays and run a lot, especially late in that game. Um, and Sanborn is really efficient as a tackler. He's got a couple games of like 15. He's been a beast. Would love to have a Sanborn number. Um, even if it's like 10, um, I'll probably take an over on Sanborn. Julian Love, who plays safety for the Giants. I don't, he's got seven or more in six straight. Um, they keep posting him at six and a half. He'll, even if he's at seven and a half, I'll take him here. It's a really, really good spot against uh, Washington, who um, gets gives up a lot of tackles to linebackers and safeties. We have three straight games with 10 or more for Julian Love. Um, we've been, I'm not able to ladder uh, tackle props. If you have bet 365, like some of our subs do, um, you know, Manny has been able to like uh, make does. lots. Of, can you, yeah, you have bet three, six, five. I mean, I live in Canada. So yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I've heard you talk about that on golf. You can ladder these props. Julian Love has been a fantastic way to do that. You could also do that with Jalen Petrie here. Petrie is a safety for the Texans. Huge home scorekeeper edge for the Texans. Um, safeties against the Chiefs have been great. Uh, Petrie averaging 14 per game over the past two weeks. Uh, he'll probably be hung at six and a half or seven and a half. Um, I have him closer to nine in my projections. So I think there's a, a massive edge. He's playing every down. And then Josie Jewell, linebacker for the Broncos here. Massive scorekeeper advantage in Denver. Actually the, the best in the game. They give up our basically tackles per opportunity. Uh, that number is the highest in Denver. Uh, Jewell has 10 or more in four of the past five. Uh, including last week for us. He'll probably be a nine and a half or 10 and a half, uh, depending on what that juice is. We'll look for Josie Jewell as a, as a pretty good play. So uh, again, you want to be in the subscriber discord to get the official plays there, but those are some of the ones that I feel like my projections are going to be higher than when these guys have been booked the last couple of weeks. What what, what was the Petrie number you'd play him up till? Um, I play seven and a half, as long as it's not like 
minus 130, minus 140. So like those. We've been killing it. So again, this is uh, 444.com slash plans. Uh, use promo code next level. Get in there, the subscriber discord. Get those official plays. Uh, you can DM me access to the tackle projections if you want. Because a lot of times we'll have like juice plays that don't make a ton of sense to necessarily play as an official play. But if, again, if you're playing vivid prize picks, um, there's some ways to attack that market since you're not having to play the actual juice that you would on a one-for-one prop. So listen. for com slash 43 hung. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a very unique code, but maybe worth uh worth taking a look at. Yeah, he's 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 hung. So maybe we're gonna have maybe the quickest show. Sal wanted us to be in and out under an hour. I, I have a couple more I want to ask you guys about. No. So that's all right. No, Sal, we got, I mean, we got 41 Sal, minutes. We're good. We're good. All right, we got a little bit more time here. Okay, so some some props are just are just dropping, so we get some little instant reactions here. Uh Samaje Pirine over under 11 and a half rushing yards. Yes. No, you know what? No, not against Tampa. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why I was like, he'll probably get four to five carries. He was using a little bit more than he was last time, like before Mixon's injury. Um, and then both Zeke and Pollard's number 55 and a half for Zeke, 52 and a half for Pollard. Jacksonville's worth like a horrible pass defense, but I mean, they're not that good at defending the run either. So, I mean, that, that number on both these guys just seems low. Uh, I don't know. Any, any thoughts? I like the over on both of those. Yeah. I just like Zeke to score a touchdown. What's that? Like <laughs> minus 110? Probably. Um, let's see if we can find it. Let's Zeke may have had 38 carries from the three-yard line last week. Got in once. He got in when it counted. Uh, let's see. Zeke uh, on DraftKings minus 120 anytime yeah. touchdown. Right, give me a boost, DraftKings. Figure it out. And then one more. Desmond Ritter. What's your, your Desmond Ritter take, Pat? I legit don't know. Rushing yeah, okay. yards, maybe? <laughs> 20, yeah, 24 and a half. I mean, I don't know. I think they're going to use him kind of like almost identically to Marcus Mariota, but uh, I feel like that's kind of a hot take because he didn't like – he wasn't used a ton as a design runner, but he can run very well, and he's super athletic. So He took sacks at an insane rate in college uh, and was absolutely abysmal under pressure. Um, like really, 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 really bad. Uh, if you happen to have access to like team – I mentioned this in the chat – this morning, um, and I know it's a prize picks play. If you happen to have a book that gives team stats um, on prize picks, Saints two and a half uh, sacks, I think is a great look. They are third in adjusted sack rate uh, on the season. And, and again, like again, they're not going to drop back a ton, but I think that there's a lot of room for uh, Ritter, Ritter to take some sacks here in this spot. So I don't know. I don't know. I think they're going to run basically the Mariota offense. Okay. So just some breaking news here. Chase Claypool has been ruled out for yeah. this week. Uh, I mean, he has, yeah, he has to go study. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Justin Fields passing number 166 at rivers, 164. It's so low, but like, who is he going to pass to? Like, how is he going to get 170 passing yards against one of the best secondaries in the league? I just, I just don't understand how, like, I mean, is that too low for you guys? I know that this is like definitely not your guys brand plays, but I feel like this is a good. That's really, here. it's so low. I mean, but yeah, I don't know who he's throwing to the Cole Komet 37 and a half. Uh, which is actually taking some action right now is probably like commits out there running routes, like elite receiver level because they, he literally has to. Um, I don't know how he does not see a ton of work here, though. I don't know that I want to take any passing game overs uh, with the bears offense or against the Eagles defense. But yeah, I, I, it's, it's rough. I think it supports bats play even more to be honest on the fields, rushing stuff to be perfectly perfect i'm ripping honest. the under i gotta do it i mean it's just yeah. you know i just have to i feel like it's one of those things where he's gonna end up with like 130 passing yards go well under and have like one big play to i don't know is Nikhil harry even playing like who's even starting for this team at this point equinemius a brown uh Cole the Komet. heir to the chip fortune mr pringle oh byron is he is he's back and alive I, that's good good to hear yeah not dead that's that's a positive <laughs> what big about news. I, like do we think goddard's gonna be back Ooh, yeah. I thought so, but I'm not sure. Yeah. What about Quez Watkins unders? Because Watkins didn't do shit until Goddard went down. Yeah. Quez Watkins unders probably. are. Yeah, but he's such a. The A dot's been pretty good, hasn't it been for Quez? Yeah, but it's two, get there. two and a half receptions is his over under. That's a great, I think, a great look. I think um, it's juice pretty badly, but let's mm. see. Whatevs. Can drink the juice. Yeah, I mean, what we got? It's not even. No one's moving, and no one wants it. Equinemia St. Brown is out there, uh, eighteen and a half uh, receiving yards. I mean, he's 
I'm going to have to get targeted, right? Like, again, I'm trying to just do the math. Where You, you I'm, can't. You can't. Right? Like, <laughs> if it's going to be Cole Komet and St. Brown and Pringle, like, someone's doing something here. Uh, if we're getting 160 or 150 passing yards from from Justin Fields, which we're probably not. But, uh, yeah, there's I, – I can't – I could not take – I would not want to watch that and be – cheering for overs for any any bears receivers here but uh theoretically someone has to catch a forward pass and uh the books don't know what to do with that right now uh quez Watkins two and a half minus 155 on rivers minus 156 on caesars like minus 180 on dk but like i mean it's like is he even gonna see three targets like i i think in the majority of outcomes he's probably not even seeing three targets especially i guess this is probably a wait and see if goddard's back I think I would actually probably consider playing it even at minus 155. Uh, if not, then, you know, obviously you don't want to put yourself in that kind of hole. Hey, more time in the playbook for young Chase Claypool. And then what about uh, Kamara receiving prop, reception prop, four and a half plus money on the over. No Mark Ingram should play basically like every snap. I am not touching anything Elvin Kamara <laughs> ever again. It's very fair. Yeah. I looked at it now. It's getting action too. Uh, Cause I looked at, you know, I had, rushing receiving as something I wanted to look at when it came out is it opened. I thought a little too high, even though no Ingram, the coach speak is good where you're getting like, we want to get him more involved. Uh, it's a good matchup theoretically, but I'm with Pat, like the Kamara stuff is like the Aaron Jones stuff where you feel like, yeah, there could be absolute smash weeks. I don't know how Aaron Jones didn't destroy in Detroit that week at the time. Like um, there's just feels like there's so much volatility where, you're probably better off laddering. If you like Kamara, you have any conviction, you probably just think he explodes for a massive, a massive game versus just this binary. Yes. No prop. Yeah, for sure. Um, just some other, another look here on walk-ins prior to week 10, which is when he, uh, Dallas Goddard got injured. He saw more than three targets in one game. Was Watkins saw more than three targets in one game. So, um, yeah, pretty solid sample there. If I'm not doing, Jack shit without uh with uh Dallas Goddard in the lineup. But do we think that Goddard plays a full complement of snaps then? Mm, that's a good question. Or do you I don't know Goddard what any Eagles do? I mean, yeah. the Eagles have been very, very comfortable benching their guys, uh, which makes some of these, you know, an AJ Brown, that's just too low for this matchup against the Bears. But it's like if he doesn't get there in the first half, like I don't know that he's running any routes in the fourth quarter. You know, it's a tough, that's a tough spot. Yeah, more stuff coming out. So Good matchup for McLaurin, but McLaurin's that guy too. We've talked about so many times where like McLaurin's a guy that you ladder. Um, the, the Giants have even more injuries, believe it or not, in the secondary this week. Um, they are rolling out some some real scrubs in the back half, um, you know, in the perimeter. So McLaurin could and should feast here. But 60 and a half is just never a spot for McLaurin because you feel like, oh, he could completely airball. Or he's a guy that has 90 to half, and you're like, why the hell didn't I take the McLaurin prop? Uh, probably a a DFS play or a ladder option. So that's, yeah, that's, uh, I think I've emptied the clip on my list here, guys. Good stuff as always. Pat, where can everyone find all of your great content? At the PME over on Mayo Media Network and the Pat Mayo Experience. So Mayo Media Network on YouTube, Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Uh, my good friend, Tambo, is at the DraftKings Fantasy Football World Championships at the moment as he tries to win $2.5 million, 3.4 tax-free Canadian dollars, by the way. If he wins, which is always very nice. That's why you want to be you want to be Canadian if you're gonna be a DFS player. But he ha he came sixth at King of the Beach last week. So he gave me two thousand dollars to give away to the peoples who watched the show. So you can find out how to get into those draws. There's a thousand dollars remaining of the two thousand dollars. I don't know what happened to the other thousand, but we're giving away that last thousand dollars on next. Friday's Pat Mayo experience. So even if you don't like me or don't care about me, but want a thousand bucks, just watch like the first 30 seconds of the show and you can find out how to get your ballots into that draw to see if you can be a winner too. Want to be a winner? Watch the Pat Mayo experience. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I think you'll, uh, think you'll enjoy hanging out along the way. Uh, good times as always. No, and no uh, one does. Yeah. No one does. No one likes that. It's not the three hour show, right? No, not that one. Not the, the, yeah, well, what not a great one like would you think if you were ever to get into my show what's the easiest show to get into um it can't be the me custom jeff show that's impossible yeah it's probably a little bit too like inside baseball if you haven't been like hanging out 
you know, with you guys for a bit. Um, although I don't know, like it's, yeah, because the cuss stuff is so like you can't actually think that that's a real person. You'd have to think that that would be like a a scripted show. So, um, you know, because there's more, I think probably professionalism um, with some actual betters. Like Pizzola is a guy that like is not a you know is more of a straight shooter. I'm sure on your show is probably a little bit more loose, but uh, that'd probably be the uh, softest landing spot for for the Pat Mayo show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the best bet show on Thursday that just came out. Although it does have Cam on it, right? Yeah, that's true. Cam's talking about putting ice in red wine yesterday. Good lord! What the hell? In in red wine? Yeah, in red wine. I could see like a cube in white wine if you had to. Sure. But red wine? Oh my god! Yeah, you just get you know you want to drink it. You just get the white from the store. It's not chilled yet. Uh, Do you do you even need your red wine chilled? I don't. No, I mean my white your white wine. No, my red wine. Definitely not red wine no. chilled. No, no, yeah, no. like why Why are people putting ice cubes in it? No. That's strange. I mean, like maybe like sangria, but that's like different, you know? Yeah, I mean, sangria is like cold, but that's, yeah, still no. So anyway, the last like four minutes of this show is very much what my show is like, but with yeah. way, way more minus EV bets. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, if you're a golf fan, I don't know how you haven't found, you know, Pat and Jeff um, at this point. That's uh enjoyable my favorite part is just waiting for pat to yell at jeff for something whether being on his phone um you know pat asks him a question jeff's not paying attention because he's trying to place a bet somewhere uh, pat gets mad jeff kind of shrieks and, and gets sad uh, that's my favorite part so uh connor what's coming out with you um just trying to grind some of these props that are coming out here um i don't know we might go out to dinner tonight i feel like that that'll be fun right you know is, is that that's a little Marks. thing or are we still 50 50 on that you yeah, guys now we're going in for the Mayo Media Network Christmas party tonight. Ooh, that'd be a good time. Yeah, just better leave fire now. Up, fire up the Betsperts uh, PJ and uh, hop on, right? Yeah, just talk to Reed. You'll be good. Yeah, we know a guy. Yeah, Connor, we're going to have some marks tonight. Uh, you know, probably talk uh, props about dinner. Good times as always. So, uh, again, 444.com slash plans, promo code next level. We'll get you an additional 25% off of the already discounted. Uh, subscription price again it gets you access to literally every tool uh, on the site all of our sports our crown jewel which i really do think is the discord which allows you to get access to us chat with us uh, get all of the picks as soon as we push them live so check that out Uh, and again good stuff as always from pat and connor Uh, and i am ryan we'll see you next week thanks everybody